Uh, hello, welcome to another edition of NBA Storytime. You probably listen to me talk about Nancy Lieberman not connected to Joe Lieberman in any way. Mm. To confirm this and talk a little bit more about it, my friend, one of the greatest thugs in sports media, <laughs> big thug, super thug, mm-hmm. positive, positive thugging, Megan Gailey. Hi. Um... Yeah, I I was I'm not a good basketball player, um, but I do love basketball. And then as I was listening to this story, learning about Nancy and found out she was a redhead from Queens. I said, now I know why I'm here. I'm a booking savant. All right. This is my this is what I bring to the table. Booking prowess professionally. I'm looking her up now. Okay, she's gorgeous. I mean, Nancy's pretty tough. Really fun hair. She's honestly giving me sort of like Heart, one of the Heart sisters from the band. And then also kind of Jill Zarin from Real Housewives of New York. Okay, see, now you're way more versed than me with the Housewives. I'm hearing Salt Lake is where it's at these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, CJ was um, walking into a room. I go, you want to see a woman get arrested at a med spa for federal charges? And he was like, okay. And then he bought everything she was saying. Um, And her husband is a football coach at the University of Utah. Yeah, I think he's offense. He's either offensive or defensive coordinator. And and they live in like a mansion. They call it the Shaw Chalet. And so I had lots of friends being like, how much do coordinators in college make? And I'm like, not enough to be living in a mansion chalet. Yeah, no. And so, yeah, she's facing um, several counts of federal charges now. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. You just, I might go to the Rose Bowl now just cause. Well, and she got, you'll love this too. She got arrested. She is Tongan maybe. Um, and she got arrested in full cornrows. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody was like, Jen, why do you have cornrows? (laughs) Like, We got to call the police police and the fashion police now. And it wasn't summertime. It was like mad winter. It was like super duper. February. They were going to Vail. She was like, yeah, I'm going to Vail. So I guess I'll get (laughs) cornrows for that. All right. Back to Nancy. Uh, Nancy, I didn't realize she was hot uh, when she was younger until doing this either. Yeah. I mean, we really missed out. Mm -hmm. Those WBL days. We were supposed to be there, man. We were supposed to be calling WBL games. Yeah. Well, I told CJ yesterday, and and this feels like in line with that. Oh, here's a picture of her with Kobe. Oh, my God, these bangs. I just can't even imagine playing with your hair down like that. She's also got real Jody Messina. You know who Jody Messina is? Nah, Jalen Green do that shit, though. Hair down. But uh, no, who's Jody Messina? Jody Messina is a like country singer, and uh, Nancy looks a lot like her. When I, I was in college when the Big Ten Network came out, and I was Ooh. like, it is my dream. To be on the Big Ten Network. Like, yeah. 100, and I was like devastated that I couldn't get a job there. Ah, yeah, I wanted that job too, son. Because Maryland went to the Big Ten. I'm like, ooh, I could, yo, I'll go to College Park. I won't say the N word no more. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever y'all want, can't get anybody's contact. Why are these people so hard to reach, man? We were really available. 
I don't know. Well, they actually, I reached them um, and they said, no, thank you. So I was in contact. <laughs> I, I think. Sorry. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. Uh, man, I, I don't know. As a Mystics fan, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm kind of glad they fought. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was doing this story, I was like, yeah, this fight sounds awesome. But I was sad that it was in Detroit. Like, I walked away from this like, maybe Detroit doesn't need teams anymore. Well, so when I found out a a Detroit team was involved, um, obviously, as a Pacers fan, a Malice at the Palace survivor is what I call myself, um, because I was a fan before the team and remained after. Uh, I just, oh boy, I, I blame Detroit. I think it's this. I think it's Detroit's fault. Malice yes. at the Palace and this fight. Something's going on there because Bill Lambeer is a middle like. No, Bill Lambeer wasn't at the Malice at the Palace, but you know his vibes. You know the dude who threw the beer loves Bill Lambeer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do too. Bill Lambeer, there's something about him, and maybe it's because I didn't fully know about him until the 30, the Bad Boys 30 for 30. Yeah. And then I was like, this guy's awesome. I don't know why anybody doesn't like this guy, yeah. because I was a little baby child when he was playing or maybe not even born. And now also seeing him during this fight fully unfazed. This like this he's just like itching his face. Yeah. He had a coach push a player and he's like, what? Well, way okay. too we need way a wheelchair. Too regular. Who cares? Yeah, way too yeah. one of your players just tore her MCL trying to stop <laughs> another one of your non contact trying to save the rest of your team from getting thrown out. He's not loving it. But he's definitely not sad, and he definitely doesn't seem to be breaking a sweat. He's just walking around the court like, hmm, yeah, all right, ladies, ladies. And I don't even think he's like a guy that's like, he you know, he's women, drama, 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 because it's like he he's drama. He's drama. I think he's, he's a man drama. that knows he's drama. Yeah. And then is not does not um, put it on to women. Because there are men, I know a lot of men like that, that are like, I don't want, she's too much drama. And then they gossip more than anyone you've ever met. You know, I think he's like, yeah, I'm insane. I don't care. Which is, I fall on that side of the spectrum too. Dudes always say, like a guy's idea of drama is just like a couple text messages returned. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. this this Mm -hmm. lady needs to chill. Yeah. Also, shout out to Rick Mahorn. I mean, what do you think? Like. That's your friend. Like, your friend is the other coach. You guys used to work mm-hmm. together. And now all of you guys' employees are fighting. But it wasn't it, it like there was pushing. But even the beginning of the fight, their feet got tangled and they fell on each other. Like, you could also put like, oh, yeah. Like that music, it was, it could also go on a blooper reel. Like it didn't, it didn't feel violent in any way. The thing that set it off felt like a TikTok challenge. Like just to walk, try to walk through somebody without stopping. But like, no, with no, she didn't have her fists up. She was just walking hard as if Candace Parker wasn't there. It was very strange to see. Well, 
you also got to feel for these refs. It's like, they're not, I don't think they're trained in this. You know, they're definitely not paid to deal with this. And then I think, uh, during the broadcast, they're like, we're sending our footage down for them to watch. Like, it's like there there weren't even channels set up to be like, let's call New York. There's no one to contact. And so they're just in Detroit and they're like, oh, God, we can with someone replay this on their uh, cell phone for us. And then we'll throw somebody out, I guess. Yeah. Give me your Kia Sarah flip phone. I need to watch what just happened. I think, um, gosh, there's just this picture of Nancy (laughs) playing, and it looks like she's in a movie. Nah, she's sick, dude. And she went to ODU. You ever been to ODU? I haven't. What's their their vibe? It's uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, part of the uh, Seven Cities area. It's like Southern Virginia, so it's very country, but it's also like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of city vibes, too, because there's like... There's like seven colleges, ODU being the biggest, Norfolk State probably being the coolest, but you will get your laptop stolen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in one of these photos, she's making Rondo laugh. It's like, I don't even know if I've ever seen that. I honestly, bro, I didn't find out about Nancy Lieberman until she was coaching the big three. She is a big three championship winning coach. She coached Katino Mobley to a big three title. And still had the big hair. And you do wonder, like, with what's going on right now with the NBA, it's like, why don't we throw Nancy in there? Give Nancy some run. I mean, yeah, it'll probably happen soon. I think they should give some ladies some chances. To play or coach? To play. I mean, no, I mean, play in this during this COVID time. We've got we've got available gals over here. Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be fun. How many chances does Lance Stevenson need? I love Lance. I do too, obviously. But but like, yeah, we could, you know, Lance, Lance saved some money. Lance is good. Lance played most of his career in Indianapolis. And I, and I've seen the driveway. I've seen the driveway he has in Indy. And I'm like, I think he's fine. Um, Fantastic. But he, you know, Lance is upset. He's not on a team full time. Hashtag born ready. Um, I follow him and I I think he's like, finally, thank you. (laughs) This is what I've been telling you guys. Um, Yeah, I guess a player could like, come on, man. Point guard. Like if you got Peyton Pritchard out there, you could have a small guard who could shoot. I'm just like, who would it be? Like Tarasi's too old. Like, obviously, if this was like if if uh, the world ended eight seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Tarasi would be playing for somebody. I'm gonna put in um Jody uh, Jody Messina's. Uh, does she not even have? I, I just need you to see this woman oh, yeah, as compared to Nancy Lieberman. Now you did say at one point that someone actually is Machine Gun Kelly's godmother. Is that real or was that fake? Because you're so good at lying. No, no, oh, that was okay. a lie. I just um, yeah. I went to night classes for lying, and that's just what that is. I, but what was, hold on. She played for the um, the Iowa Cornets. God, what a, what a rough state of affairs. Pro ball in Iowa, what's the point? How do you even deem at that point who gets teams, you know? Yeah. Iowa's getting a team? All right. I guess 
I guess I should have a team. I guess that's like the cheapest cost of living of all of the option. You know, like because if you're playing for a WNBA team or what? What? What was this league? I feel so bad. Oh, <laughs> WBIL. W. Uh, <laughs> it was the WBI. Did I add a letter? Yeah, you might have. No, <laughs> but did I take a letter away? That's the real question. See, WBL. I'm getting Western Buckeye League. No. Just some others. That's like what? No, nah, well, because not. then you know, baseball's got seventy five different leagues, and none of them are real. Yeah, yeah. baseball is fucking really confusing. Because I dated a guy who was on the Gary Railcats. Wait a minute, dude. That sounds like a drug. I know, but it was not. He that's a that's a minor league baseball team in Gary, Indiana. Gary Railcats. <laughs> I I like the mascot is like the cat that like lives on the subway line. <laughs> I think they, that's who it's like fashioned after. And they still did a uh, offensive. Uh, were they still doing the chop in the stands for some reason? I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, they're definitely. Because the Indianapolis Indians, that's the uh, mm. that's the minor league team in Indianapolis. And I don't believe they've I, I don't think they've gotten the memo that names are being changed. Yeah. Uh, OK, it was the WBL, but it's technically it was the WPBL, but they called it the WBL. And this man was using it as a tax haven. Yeah, basically. I wish my dad was maybe a little bit more evil. Mm hmm. To teach me things like that. No, nah, I know exactly what you mean, dude. Like, I'll just start a league to hide money. Okay. Yeah. Tax shelters sound like a dream. Right. Cayman Islands. Psh, I want to oh, learn man. about the Cayman Islands. Antigua. I don't understand why there's reboots happening when the rights to the WBL is out there. Ooh, you want to. So are you proposing that me, you and me, uh, two comedians, Megan Gailey, Jamel Johnson, we start a women's minor league to the WNBA? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in. For tax reasons. I mean, how much bread would it take? I don't think that much. I think we get investors. I don't even think we have to put up our own. Um, we get investors. I know I can trick CJ. Um, and then there's definitely some other, I think, I think we could find some white men that are, you know, trying to do good right now. Trying, we find, we find men on the verge of being canceled and are like, we'll let you get in on this project. See, this is what the fuck I'm talking. NBA Storytime is a venture capitalist fund, firm, fund or firm. Um, fund, fund. Well, and it's really funny because like sometimes I, I still watch the Bachelor franchise and there'll be guys on that are like, you know, DJ, whatever. They, they've got like jobs we've heard of. And then there's guys on there and it says he works for a hedge fund or he's a venture capitalist and they never go for them. And I'm like, that's the richest guy. Go for the venture capitalist. Him. That's who you marry. Say night one. It's over. His whole job is pretend he's got crazy free time. And he's busy whenever you want to be alone. He's got 50 million in the bank already. That's disgusting. You know, a man was afraid I was going to cancel him and he gave me a flat screen TV. I love that. <laughs> Plasm, OLED. Yeah. 4K? Yeah. 4K. Damn. And when I told CJ, I go, it's 4K. He goes, everything's 4K. He also gave me a sound bar. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gave me a Google Nest too. Yo, please, hey, um, instead of, instead of contacting the newspaper, here's this entertainment system. It's like you won Prices Right. Yeah, 
And the thing is, I wasn't even, I wasn't even that mad. I wasn't even mad. I'm like, you're not even in the top 20 of people that I would cancel. But thank you for this flat screen. Hey, guess what? You just got knocked down on the list. You were coming in at number 28. Now you're looking like 36. Oh, no. I mean, CJ was very mad at this man. And then when I came home with a truck full, trunk full of goodies, he goes, yeah, we're not mad at him anymore. It worked. He bought us. Uh, also, shout out. It's Machine Gun Molly Bolin. I was blanking. Molly Bolin also has a very, um, her hair looks like how my hair would look if I was a pimp. Like if I was a legit, like I'm going to the player's ball every year, full-time pimp, feathered. Like She's a babe too. She is a slight babe. Just these full, gorgeous Farrah Fawcett hairdos down. Jody's Messina, on a side note, she yeah. looks like, um... She looks like a like a school administrator that would let you curse and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Very strong um, bones, you know? Like, yeah. I would look at Jodie Messina and be like, she's got thick bones. Sturdy. Yeah. Molly Bolin. Oh, my. I love that she's taking, like, glamour shots. There's a photo with her and Larry Bird. You know he hollered. Yeah, Larry tried to get up in there. Immediately. He looks, he looks really happy. Oh my God. And when she is holding a rifle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't tread on these buckets. Oh, she was in a, she was the NWBA assistant commissioner at one point too. So she's like a lady. She's like, I'll do it all. I'll play basketball. I'll hold a gun. I'll, I think she wrote a book. Didn't even put the gun down. Gun in hand, pen in the other. Iowa Cornets. Yeah, I don't know what a cornet is. Uh, cornet isn't it like a. I think it's a gun. I thought it was like a dishware. Or maybe no, that's corningware. Or maybe oh, okay. a cornet is a sort of bute, like a bugle, an instrument of some sort. Oh. Okay, a brass instrument similar to the trumpet. Yeah, when okay. we when we're on the court, it's going to sound like military exercises. Mm-hmm, it does. It it sounds like I I think like a cornet is what wakes you up at camp. You yeah, know. it's from fucking Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, I think that's a cornet. Big time. A quick apology to the kids who weren't allowed to watch Nickelodeon growing up. Um, sorry. Really? Were there kids that... Oh, yeah, sure. you know, I guess there were too. I just, I went to like the intellectual elementary school and I feel right. like intellectual parents have a little bit of a looser leash because it's like, I'm going to trust my kid. And then once we got merged with the neighborhood... Middle school, I was like, you guys, they weren't allowed to listen to like certain radio stations. And it's, um, yeah, it was like, oh, your parents are stupid, I think. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus, definitely. Yeah. Uh, similar vibes. I'm, I'm really good at taking a test. I am dumb, mm, mm-hmm. but my test game has been superb since day one. So yeah, I ended up in smart kid elementary school and my parents just let me watch whatever the, f- I was like six years old watching Def Jam. Yeah, I was, my dad showed me Goodfellas when I was maybe five. Um, and I remember my mom coming home and being like, what is happening here? Um, and like, I distinctly remember him teaching me what a pistol whip was at five years old. Yeah, that's actually really good. You haven't pistol whipped anybody yet? Yeah. Or, I mean, no, if no, you no, did. No, 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 But yeah. I know how to identify it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's why when I was seeing this fight, I was like, there were worse fights at my middle school. 
like girl fights, the girl fights at my, the boy fights at my middle school and high school, they would, they get, they'd get broken up pretty bad, but the girl fights, it would come out of nowhere and they would go. Guess what? Same thing happened at my school, pal. The girl fights at every school are crazier. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the way the bathroom works. If you, if a fight ends up in the bathroom, you're not getting out. This is going the distance 12 rounds. I see some fucked up stuff. Oh, yes. And then and then there would be like that spot in the hallway that just had blood for a little bit. Yeah, nobody's. A lot of hair on the ground. Yeah, just put some sawdust on that, man. Something, Jesus fucking Christ. The one like administrator at our school that always broke up the fight was this woman who was like 5'1 and had a cane and she would get in there. And she wouldn't even use the cane. She would like keep her bad sot, you know, like yeah. put your bad arm back. She would keep her like little, little tail wind back. And she'd be like, girls, break it up. And she would do it for <laughs> big ass kid boys. Mrs. Burden. Her name was Mrs. Burden. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> yes. And we had like giant men that worked at our school, you know, like the basketball coach. We had an assistant principal who was like huge, big, tall, probably six, three, had sex with students. Um, and Ooh. then he he was not getting in there to break him up. No, oh, I bet. Tiny Mrs. Burden with her cane. Yeah, because yeah. he was because he couldn't be seen. <laughs> he couldn't be seen next to anybody. No. And, and, and it's like, what are they fighting over? You know, being old, having a job. Stand up is one of these ones. We could do it. I could, you know, you could do it sitting down. You could do it from some monkey mm-hmm. bars. 50 years mm-hmm. old. Are you still going to be in the trenches? Can you imagine? Can you imagine going like Maria Bamford still hitting the mics, grinding? I used to, you know, Joan Rivers is a hero of mine um, and performed until the day she died you know like and and was still like good and relevant to the point where i miss her like in in a post 2016 era i'm like we need joan um just because she says she just said the funniest meanest things and she honestly did feel almost above cancel cancellation it's like her husband committed suicide carson banished her let let's just let this old jewish woman say whatever she wants Mm -hmm. so i used to be like i want to perform until the and it's like now i don't think i do actually i feel like i'm tired you're out it's a young kid's game it's true it's just like selling weed it's not for grown-ups fully no like you, you sometimes you have to you see some of these older comedians that like we used to love growing up. And now it's like you're and and it's a combination of being too rich and too old. And it's probably more on the too rich that makes them out of touch because there's comics that are older who are I don't think are super rich, but still feel like in there and fun. You know, like um, I think. Eddie Pepitone is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad. I'm like calling people older now. Bobcat, obviously still funny. And they have like very honest sort of modern takes on cancel culture and what is right and what is not right to be doing and saying at this period of time. But then you see Chappelle and it's like, dog, I think you're just too rich. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Because when he first came back, we were so happy to see him. And obviously, we didn't know how much money he had because we don't know anything. All we knew was he left and went to Africa. 
So now right. we're thinking he's like, oh shit, he came back from Africa. His money's fucked up. We gotta we gotta bring mm-hmm. our boy back. Son's been fine the whole time. Yeah. Honorable mention to Jackie Cation. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I mean, Lori Kilmartin is a hero of mine. Couple of couple of real uh, G's veterans. They're Nancy Lieberman's for sure. You know, Lori's tweeting today about her flight being canceled on the way home from a club, and I'm like, I don't think I could still be doing that. Like, I almost look at Chappelle, and I'm like. You're so Seinfeld too. It's like, you're so rich. Why do you want that? Like, it makes me be like, is your brain weird? Because if I had that much money, I, I don't even think I would see any of you again. Like as friends, I'd just be like, bye-bye. Honestly, I respect you telling me that to my face on my podcast. That's love. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You're, you're welcome, dog. It's like CJ, bye. You know, I love you and you're yeah. fun. I'm just part, going wherever. Part yeah. of this was like us building a life together, and it looks like I've built a life. So I think I'm <laughs> gonna go be on a yacht. Hey, dog, my life fully built already. Where you at with yours? Yeah. Oh, you still got some like window? Right. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. And I wonder for men if like they're just they still need to have sex. You know, it's like I, there's like a relevancy. I, I just don't know if I would crave being relevant until I'm 70. No, this for sure is. And I plan to, nah, fuck it, dude. I'm going to be looking crazy. I'm going to be at UCB Sunset 4, the fourth iteration, 30 mm. years from now, teaching improv in a fucking, <laughs> in a big ass shawl, like a, you know what I mean? Behold, a body length scarf, just saying outlandish things. Yes, I definitely agree with you there. If I'm still doing it, you better believe I am having like a full blown new body bill. Like I want yeah. big old titties. I want lipo. I want a new face. Yeah, make my titties big too. Yeah. I, and it's like, I'm not going to be like, I'm this woman. And it's like, I'm going to, I want to be like hot and look like a crazy person. I want to look like a Beverly Hills crazy lady doing stand up. A whole new perspective because everybody's got to get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's a few different routes and being 58 on stage talking about how it's frustrating to be hot. Yeah. Hilarious. That's what that's what comedy is about. Yeah. OK, well, then maybe I'll keep doing that. Get a BBL Brazilian butt lift. And then that's just what my stand up is about. Be like, I have this new huge ass. And it's like, what am I going to do with this? I actually saw somebody. It was just at a mic, so I can't act like this was like they're like they was going they would do this at like JFL, but they did open a set being like, so like I got this fat ass and it's just like fat. I don't know. I like that. It was really good. I don't know what I'm supposed to even say. You know what I'm saying? I just I went and got a drink. I used to have a bigger ass and I really miss her. But now that I'm pregnant, she getting big again. Congratulations to you and both of your butt cheeks, (laughs) Megan Gailey. Where can the people find you? Jamel, I I think you and I um like compete. <laughs> this, is, this is the war of the worlds, yes. Um, this is the Avengers versus Thanos of how many podcasts can someone have? I so Okay, I, no, I have, come on, let's go. Okay, I have one with the Lifetime Network that I host with Naomi Ekparrigan. Hilarious. Wow comedian it's called i love a lifetime movie yes it is and then i have one on the extra points network cousin sal so that's a sports one come on man we love sports over here 
that's called Megan Fun of Sports. And then I'm currently paying actually to do a hard knocks breakdown podcast of the Indianapolis Colts hard knocks season. Who are you paying and why is it Carson Wentz? <laughs> well, we have to, I don't know how to edit and like upload things. Oh. And so I have to pay someone to do it and no one wants it. So I'm just paying out of pocket oh, um, boy. Okay. to have to, you know, to be upset with Darius Leonard sometimes. For the love of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to congratulate you ahead of time for your AFC championship appearance. I hope, but I also like, don't hope. it's, I'm very conflicted right now. I mean, come on, you better unflict yourself. You guys mm-hmm. are looking good. Um, we're, we're recording this on Carson Wentz's birthday. Also LeBron's birthday. When I told CJ, it was also Carson Wentz. He said two of the goats. There we go. And you're not, and not wrong <laughs> on most accounts. Thank you again. Thank you to Nancy Lieberman. Uh, and, and thank you to Molly Bolin. And thank you to um, Delisha Milton-Jones for punching Rick Mahorn. Uh, thank you to Candace Parker for just <laughs> being alive. And uh, if the WBL wants to reach out to either of us, contact NBA Storytime on iTunes. Just search it. It's two words. One word for Storytime. NBA is a word. Or it should be. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Devin Shepard is our associate producer and the only one who makes sure we all get on the bus on time. Thank you, Devin. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. Got an idea for a story you want us to tell? Leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll put it in front of our Podcast Homeowners Association to see if we're allowed to make it sometime in the future. And I'm not repainting my fence. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time. <laughs>